Wow. You, I can see balloons behind you on the couch. This is a real celebratory occasion. It took me ages. Yeah. I, I know how, how little breath you have these days. So that's actually, it is really quite an achievement to have put at least seven balloons together. Oh, yeah. Emma is pissed. By all the balloons or by the fact that you wasted all that breath? Well, she said that she walked through before and literally just took one look at the balloons after she'd been in the other room for about half an hour, came out, just saw all the balloons all over the floor. <laughs> and then the only thing she said was, you didn't, you didn't even put this much effort into my birthday. And then she walked <laughs> That's what I was about to say. You showed me and this podcast more reverence than her effort in, like, a moving house. <laughs> My argument was I've known this podcast for four years. I've only known her for two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she really appreciated that. She didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Mm. Oh, it is so nice. You know, I don't know why we don't dress up more often. You know, you and I, here we are, two dashing chaps in yeah, our man. suits, putting on an effort. Uh, you've put on a yarmulke uh, of the chicken variety, which I really appreciate. It just adds that, uh, you know, je ne sais quoi to the uh, yeah, the impact of. That's a nicely tailored suit, I have to say. Thank you. I got it tailored. Yeah, I can tell. That's that's not a um, that's not yeah. an upshot. Never um, underestimate the uh, the uh, prowess of Kmart tailors. Is it really uh, Kmart yeah. office tailoring now? No, of course it's not. I'm wearing cologne Kmart as well. Kmart tire and service. Yeah. yeah. Can you guys, uh, what, can you, what can you guys do with this suit? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've got like a, an air pump. We could just make it yeah. look more buff. Well, but if we can increase the PSI, <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. I've been trying to do that for ages. Yeah. Endomorph, so it's real hard. Now, uh, I've got champagne. Holy shit. I could have crapped my mullet, but you've uh, you've brought your own. Oh. Uh, I this is not a cork. Okay, it just you have the. Okay, so you're taking the the sort of waxy coating off the top, but is it all artificial? It's merely. A, huh. Did you hear that? I did. That's so what's the deal there? Woo. Champagne has decided people want that experience. Plus, it's also pressured, but it's a twist up. Is that, the, is that right? I don't know the mechanics of it. Oh, shit. But you just took... Oh, okay. How do you work in a bar, Michael? How do you I work shouldn't... in a bar? Every time I've ever witnessed you pour a drink, it is a disaster. <laughs> that, I should have brought a tea towel, really. <laughs> yeah. Wipe it on a balloon. Uh, cheers, my good friend. To, to the, the end uh, of an era. To a new century. Uh, well, actually, it's the end of the old century, but you know. Wow, so yeah. many props. So many props. Also, pink. Uh, oh, wow, different iro- noises. Ironically, pink was lower. There you go. <laughs> what is that? There you, there you go. The alt-right goes to show <laughs> gender stereotypes don't always apply. Yeah. Now, you did you see, speaking of suits, did you see that the uh, New York Public Library, uh, I believe it was the New York Public Library, uh, is now leasing suits and briefcases and ties for people to go and rent like they would a book. But if they have like a job interview or a meeting or something like that, you go to the library and they're like, cool, what are you, like a size 32? You pick up 
clothing and accessories so that you can then go to a job interview or a funeral or whatever it might be looking your best. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing, Nick. That's amazing. That's, Is that science news? That's not science news or anything. I think that's book news, which we don't have a jingle for yet. Library news. Okay. Gosh, we've come prepared with so many more. Duh. Winning. <laughs> you, you, you suck, you jackass. <laughs> you brought a soundboard. This one actually probably more applies to you. You are a huge nerd. So. <laughs> that one actually sounded like you as well, which is kind of made it more hurtful. Okay, Didn't, we don't need a sound for you to make that noise on the podcast. No, sir. No, sir. Yeah. Just, uh, I just yeah. thought, you know, that's interesting public library renting out that kind of stuff. So, what a cool service. Yeah. I already forgot what you said. Renting out suit and tie. Obviously, hmm. you went to Kmart and you didn't need that sort of service. But you've always been at- students or... You've always been able to do that. You've always been able to do that. You've always been able to do that. I've rented a tux before. No, for free. Oh, for like free. Like a library. Well, why didn't you say so? Well, it was implied. How much well, did you pay was... to go rent a book from the library? Oh, from the library? Oh, okay. I let, just let me start listening. the story again because literally none of the words came through. No, I'm so busy trying to. library yeah. is renting suits, suits. ties, bags briefcases and other accessories for people to come and borrow for free that's a good idea yeah isn't that great that's a great idea okay felt a bit offensive yeah but um, Making... i guess that's just my excitement yeah man like that's i love the li- when's the last time you were in the library i go there all the time because i don't have a printer anymore so i go to the library and i just print from the library You could actually have made that noise yourself, and then you know it would have suited the chicken yamaka. It must be morning. It must, it must be. Only <laughs> <laughs> explanation. Yeah. Oh, welcome to Deep Ford, everybody. What a delight. What a what an accomplishment. What a achievement. What heroes. Uh, Sorry, to, I'm going to have to mute out the, the background music for you to sync it up, sync up, sync it up, sync it up, sync it up, and, sync it up in post. Oh, such a delight to have you here. It is so exciting. Episode 100. Thank you for sticking around with us all this time. <laughs> this is an advice podcast for the modern era. Sitting through the internet with me, Michael Zabrecki. Say hi, Michael. Hello. Beautiful. And my name's Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi. Gosh. I feel like we've classed it up a little bit this week. You're drinking champagne. We're both in suit and tie. Terrible champagne, just... my lad. Yeah, it's disgusting. Is but it I disgusting? drink it. I drink it because that's what you drink when you celebrate. Why I can do you hate people... champagne. Can I just be honest? I, I, look, I, don't, I don't drink wine at the best of times. Champagne, no. sometimes you just you have to drink it. You know, if someone's celebrating a thing and they hand around a flute, what are you going to be, you know, oh, do you have a beer, mate? No, but that's you've got to you've got to drink it. It's like, yeah, you, you congrats, you're pregnant. The you only time any this shit fizzy liquid. The only time anyone's drinking champagne is when it's been handed to them. That's so true. Yeah. What's the point? What is the point? I mean, it's clearly not enjoyable enough to drink by yourself. Is anyone sitting at home drink, getting drunk off prosecco? <laughs> I bet you actually there are quite a few people who have a bit of prosecco habit. 
Mm, yeah, I would hazard a guess to say that those kind of people also probably divorce middle-aged women. <laughs> Look, I didn't want to go there. Does it fit the stereotype of Prosecco drinkers? Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, in other news, a story that we have been sitting on for fucking ever. Yeah. Hey, episode 100, carefully timed to in- be... So, how long is how long have we been waiting to tell this story? So, I think I I think we I know this because I got a message from our good friend of the show, Dave Weber, uh-huh. um, who lives in San San something, Francisco, or maybe Silicon Valley. Nobody knows. Um, San Andreas. Hey, it doesn't live in a game, Nick. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, and he said i think i alluded to we alluded to this maybe a couple of months ago and we couldn't talk about it uh because of legal reasons yeah um and yeah i I think i actually told him in a message like the vague details but net today it's literally kind of over yeah we we have timed this episode so, can so that talk. we can talk about it. We yeah. did. Um, I guess start at the beginning and tell us the story about how you had a stalker. So, cr- cr- craziest thing probably that's ever happened in my life. So, um, I went to I went to uni. I moved to Melbourne uh, almost three years ago now weird to study um at uni basically there was a person in there that got that became obsessed with me um over the course of the one year that our course um uh, lasted um it started out with it started out with i was like i think i was actually seeing someone vaguely at the time but this person who was in my course, and I had a class of about maybe 20 people, this this person uh, kind of asked me out in a kind of uh, casual way and I responded. I remember because I was living with Austin at the time and I came down, I came downstairs and showed him the message and I was like, man, this is, this is pretty ballsy. This is a pretty full on, don't you think? And we, we both had a bit of a chuckle about it. And <clears throat> I sent a message back that was something along the lines of not wanting to uh, destroy, you know, uh, I've asked people out and before and have been turned away. Um, and Lots of times. Not, not that many times, maybe. Probably eight. most people that you've asked out have actually... Uh, made 14 to 15 times max. Yeah. Um, and, and they give you reasons a lot of the time <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah. Full on. Sometimes, some people even type it out, which is, which is a real kick in the... Yeah. It's a real kick in the guts when they laminate it, though. That's the real kick. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when they share it around. Yeah. So you get the same laminated message from the next person as well. Yeah. And then they sit on the street corner and just like just present it in front of pedestrian traffic. <laughs> like, I'm just getting a coffee. Like yeah. you don't need to deny me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, so not wanting to let this person down in a way that's harsh. It's like 
uh, I think the message that I sent back was something along the lines of, um, I like well, we can we can hang out as friends. And the message that I got back from that was like almost completely disregarding any rejection at all. Yeah. And it was almost like, um, okay, so we are like a, an item now. Um, yeah. Um, so anything, anyway. I just want to um, jump in here yeah. just, just early, just before we get too far down the track on this, just to say I know that this show is full of bullshit, but this story, I swear to God, is it's one hundred percent true. This is a, this is a true story about something that Michael's been dealing with yeah. for a couple of years now. So I know how outlandish and how commonly we joke about uh, a whole variety of bullshit. But this this is honest to God the truth. This is one hundred percent true, and this is the funny thing because I mean I I've to- I told you when it started to get weird. I told you from the outset, like you were you've been like. It's been like you, uh, maybe my sister, but it's been like you, maybe my sister. Other, I've told other people's stuff, but you've uh, Emma, uh, of course, as well. Of of course, but I mean, from the from like the very start, so True, yeah. you've been uh, you know kind of helping me out with this whole thing in terms of like advice and stuff and how to deal with it. Anyway, um, so this th- this. Uh, Obsession kind of escalated um, to the point where it was. I had to block her on Facebook, and this is why we were still during, still in class together at university. Yeah. Um, so I had to block her on every every conceivable platform. Um, it then got to the point where because because why because she was sending. Because, constant messages. Because it was constant messages. I asked her. I asked her to, to uh, please leave me alone. Um, she wasn't responding to those messages uh, very well at all. She was. It would often be. Uh, I'd ask to be left alone. Uh, I'd say, uh, you know, I'm going to have to block you on this account now. Um, please leave me alone. Please don't talk to me in class. And then it would be uh, a very aggressive hateful message back how dare you how dare you question my sanity a lot of the time uh my i would reply with very short messages back and often they would end with and not i i i know that i i do joke on this quite a bit but when i was saying it to her i there was no sense of humor um involved at all at all and it was you know um Please, it's very hard to, to ask someone to seek uh, psychiatric help when there yeah. is clearly something, some something psychiatric going on. It, I mean, no one's going to want to hear that. Um, so no. it's counterproductive in a way. Um, and yeah, most of my messages when I did message, and they, I, I off like most of the time I ignored it, um, would end with. Uh, and this is just while I'm at uni with her, um, would end with, please seek uh, some sort of psychiatric help. And then she would get very cross at me suggesting that there was any level of insanity going on there. And to be clear, your implication is not that she was insane, insane. It was that she had an obviously unrequited attachment issue and, and that she was misreading what was 
an obvious denial of interest from mm-hmm. you and continuing to perceive that you were in a relationship when there had never been any uh, suggestion from you or action towards her that had been uh, indicative of such interest. And that that's very important because she she started... I, I didn't... This was kind of... I I think I probably described it to you as, like this, but it was it's kind of like ch- holding a child uh, at arm's length, um, and it was well, didn't seem to be like much of a much of a much of a problem, and seemed like something I could keep at bay. Then she started telling people. I found this out later. Um, then she started telling people in class that I was we were dating, and. I was friends with quite a few people in class and by that time the class had shrunk from 20 to about 14. <laughs> um, so it, it, the class was becoming more intimate um, and I was becoming, uh, you know, creating tighter bonds with everyone uh, whilst she was telling people that we were in a relationship. So, so I would be quite good friends with a lot of people in the class then she would tell them that we were in a relationship they would hang out with me, and they, they would, they said to her, um, "I like I've, that's weird. I've never even seen you talk to him in class because by this point, I was completely, I was completely ignoring, ignoring her. it. Yeah, and which is a weird thing. Like after you've blocked someone and you're in a class of, you know, sometimes we'd be split up. The class would be split up in half, so you'd be in a class of about seven whilst." you have blocked this person and you're getting kind of harassed and you just kind of have to deal with it. Um, Anyway, it started to get weirder. Uh, I think she went out to lunch with one of my friends and at one point said, asked her to stop talking and said, uh, Michael's talking to me right now. I just need to receive this message. And so that's when it started to get really weird. Because it became apparent that she thought that I was communicating with her uh, telepathically. Yeah. So this is when it gets super weird. Um, yeah. Am I talking too much? Interject? No, no, no. I, I, I'm just sitting here letting you, letting you talk. So, um, the basically towards the end of the course, I have made made it abundantly clear. Uh, my lecturer has even pulled me aside by this point um, and said, uh, look, I've heard whispers that uh, you are in a relationship with uh, this person. And, you know, I'm just like, whoa, 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 what? And basically uh, my lecturer, my lecturer's intention wasn't gossipy in any way. It was basically like, look, I've heard this and can I just give you a heads up? Uh, she's been involved in an internship program uh, and has kind of already pulled this kind of stuff with someone else and which is why we have had to disband on the internship program between the university and uh, Channel 7. Um, and so I got put aside for that reason. Right. Um, just just to give me a heads up because my lecturer thought that I was engaging in a relationship with this person. And I was like, man, like, no. Nah. Like, and obviously, as soon as I said that, she was like, it's pretty much what I thought. I just wanted to touch base. Yeah. And then uh, she basically said, 
stopping short of lawyering up, um, you're going to need to uh, really protect yourself here, start screenshotting every message that is sent, which is what I started doing. Um, it culminated at uni, at uni um, with me being blockaded probably a week before we were meant to um, finish actual classes, blockaded. She, this person stood in front of me and my computer um, asking, asking me to talk, uh, wanting to, for me to engage in some dialogue. And, you know, I was like, man, like I had, I had my friend on my left and my friend on my right. We were doing a group assignment. And uh, this person, I'd gone out for a cigarette. She had come out. She had come out to... Uh, basically ambushed me about why I'd blocked her or whatever. I came back inside after asking her to leave me alone. She wedged herself in between me and my keyboard um, and refused to leave. And I was at the, I, I think I literally said, I turned to my friend on my left and I said, uh, Josh, what, what should I, what should I do here? Do I just, I, are you putting me in a position where I'm literally having to go uh, tell the teacher like that? I felt, I felt, uh, I, I remember feeling in that moment uh, diminished and um, weak because t- t- telling the teacher that I was being harassed by this five foot two little thing uh, was something that just felt really cheap to me. And I remember turning to my mate and he, he was, yeah, he's a great guy. And he, uh, he, he interjected. They actually, both of my, both of my uh, group mates interjected at the same time and, and tried to get her to leave. Anyway, um, now that's just that's just the like that's just the tip of the iceberg. I'm like really worried that I'm gonna just spill on. Yeah. No, no. I, look, I'm I'm letting you you speak freely because this has been something that uh, you have had to keep, you know, close to the chest and bottled up for literally years. Um, and as we'll get to in a moment, today is the first day in a while that you are able to talk about it. So. I don't take my silence as anything, but I just I just don't um, want to be I just don't want to be blabbering on a lot. But okay. no, no. I, all right, I'll just you just you just uh, no, give I'll, me. A I'll few. I'll speak up and I'll edit out all the bits that are boring. I'm I'm just going to take off chicken yarmulke for now. <laughs> the yarmulke like... is coming off, everybody. Now like... things get serious. This is when this is when <laughs> it is just suit and tie time. No yarmulke necessary. It just felt sacrilegious, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now God will not bless this episode. <laughs> um, all right. So that was that was while we were at that uni. was chapter one. That was the uni phase of things. <laughs> it's not like there's going to be twelve chapters. Um, That's okay. It's, it's going to be like maybe. Three. Anyway, um, so that was at university. Anyway, after so we have a grad, a um, we finish the course and we have a drinks uh, with all the evening. Yeah, um, what like a graduates dinner or graduates night? Anyway, yeah, just a casual thing. We'd finished we'd finished our last assignment, so we're having drinks. By this time. 
um, I'm getting people coming up to me and saying things like, uh, we had no idea. We thought you were just a player uh, between you and this person. Um, we're sorry for ever not uh, believing you. And I'm. this is kind of like, I'm like, what? Uh, I can't even, I don't even, I don't even know what's, what's happened. What Gen- they're referring to. No, yeah. but it, it seems, it seems to be that during this whole time, uh, there's been like a, a narrative that's being spun without, <laughs> without me participating in it, but it's about me, but it's, yeah, it's being spun from this person. Um, and yeah, people are coming up to me at this drinks and, and uh, kind of telling me that they, uh, that they are sorry for not backing me in the first place. And, and yeah, this is kind of bewildering. Um, and they had formed at this, we had booked a booth at this pub and they had, I got there late and this person was there early and they had amongst themselves organized to separate us, uh, position themselves so that, yeah. that on either end that, or diff- you know, separate. They were texting me saying, when are you going to be here? And I'd be like two minutes away and they'd be like, cool. And they positioned themselves so that we would be on opposite ends. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, skip, skipping forward, don't have anything for a few months, then start. So, so just, just, sorry, just, just to backtrack there a little bit. Yeah. How did they start to, what was it that had precipitated those comments to you on that night? That they hadn't realized. Uh, what, what, what had they discovered? So I think that was pretty much around the time that I got boxed in, and basically that was uh, right. that was on display to the whole class. Yeah. Everyone saw that. Okay. And I was at a loss for uh, action because I I think I literally just turned around and was like, what, what do I do? Like, I'm not going to physically move this person away. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I even alerted the teacher. I didn't say like, Hey, uh, this person's harassing me. I think I just like moved my chair away. Um, and let the guys in my group kind of talk her out, talk of, her it. out of it. Um, but it was on display for everyone to see. And by this stage also, she had gotten, the word had got out that that the internship. This is while I was studying journalism. Uh, the internship program that we had with Channel Seven had been uh, uh, discontinued because of similar of claims of uh, it, it basically something happened. I don't actually know yeah. what, but it was discontinued because um, something happened to do with this person. So it, it was starting. To, it was starting to become apparent that there was some crazy shit going on with this person. Um, yeah. So anyway, don't hear for a few months, then start. So I've blocked, I've blocked this person on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, then I started getting messages maybe three or four months later on LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Uh, and then I'm like, 
I, I'm trying to remember this timeline exactly, but I, I might not. I might be getting this confused. But it, it's it was LinkedIn. Then it was fake email, uh, fake Instagram accounts, because yeah. uh, at some point I was I was getting um, LinkedIn messages. Had to block this person on LinkedIn because they weren't getting through on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I. What I was, I got like a, a, I got a message on a fake Instagram account saying one day, this is probably six months after we graduated, saying, uh, I'm outside your place of work. She knew, she found out where I work. I'm outside your place of work. Um, I came here because I love you. Please come in, please come and meet me. Um, and now because it's on a fake Instagram account, I'm not seeing this message until a week later because it doesn't go, you don't get a notification for it. You have to like look for the, almost like the message request. So you have to, I I happened upon it because I, I was on my phone. Um, now also I got to, I got to add this as well, because this is, this is an important part because this podcast is also, uh, somewhat of a character in this whole saga as well, because, um, (laughs) So f- first of all, uh, I did an album with Brokers um, about <laughs> almost a year before I even met this person, and uh, she started to say things to me initially, and then to other people like um, the song that she knew that the songs were written about her, even though it was a year before released before before you I met her. Um, and then it, she became aware of uh, this podcast and started listening to every episode and would say things like, um, like, like I was communicating with her maybe from the past. Through the show. Maybe from the past. Yeah. Um, and so I think you got a message. Yeah, I, I I was witness to this. I, I started to get Instagram messages, which I screen capped and then blocked. Uh, she commented on our Facebook page uh, and we had to block her mm. from that. But uh, yeah, it would like, as you say, it was witnessed by multiple people across yeah. many months. Um, and yeah, I mean, I the message I received about it was... I'm sure just one small sample of what you were receiving quite frequently. Like you would get messages every week or sometimes a run of uh, like I think four I basically sent every emails. you every message. Like it became almost yeah. a game between you and I. Like um and I do wanna I do wanna get to some sort of appreciation for how you've um kind of uh, I really hate sounding like a victim. And I, I refuse to, I, like, I'm not even saying that is kind of victimizing myself. Um, I, I don't, it's been, an, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting experience. I don't think that um, you should deny the fact that she was, uh, you know, so, well, abusing. So the part, look, the look part, we can, we can get to the, look, we'll, we'll get to the, the meta level beyond this, but finish the, finish the chronology of it all. So 
so okay, I'll, I'll try and cut to the. It's it's hard to without it without the timeline laid in front of me. It's kind yeah. of hard to kind of. So I apologize yeah. for that. So but, she she came to your place of work. She started so to she, message every place that she could. So um, she waited. She waited outside of my place of work, and this is when it became um, uh, something that I was just annoyed by. Uh, Severely annoyed by. I think I even said that to uh, in in one of the very few messages back to her, um, which was when she showed up to my place of work. Um, she had waited there for a number of hours and then came in uh, to. I, I remember being at the bar. Had I had a hunch my my friend Katie knew all about it because. We'd been friends for ages, and I said I just had a hunch that night. I was like, "Look, I got this message a week ago. I got this hunch that this person's going to come in. If anyone asks for me at the bar, can you just tell the, the the bar staff not to give out any details?" She was like, "Sweet." Then I'm pouring a, I'm pouring a beer at the corner of my eye. A clocker dropped the beer, ran out the back. I not ran out the back. I walk out the back. I just knew it. I could see it. And I walked upstairs, told Katie, and uh, she was basically escorted out of the venue swiftly by security. All they said to her, mind you, was, you're going to have to go. And she didn't put up a fight. She knew. And I, that was, this is the first time I, uh, I watched it upstairs on on the cameras, and I remember up until that point, I had felt, uh, like I said, just annoyed by this whole thing. It was it was a an irritating kind of position. It was just, irrita- it was just irritating. I was just sick of dealing with this. I was like, man, just go away. It's like a buzzy fly. Yeah. And then uh, and then at that point, I was watching. Uh, her get removed from the venue and just had this, uh, I guess, a panic attack. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I started like, it, I was so confused by my own reaction to it because I, I, I don't understand how panic attacks work. <laughs> I don't understand what purpose they serve, um, like biologically, but I like... It's the fight uh, or flight response without... Uh, <clears throat> without like a predator standing there to actually physically harm you. It's it's your body being like, you gotta fucking act. You gotta do you gotta do something. But, yeah, but it's not how, to it like how, it's not to an imminent it, threat. Is it your body wanting to do two things at once? Because yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's, it's fight, stuck it's in that like what do I do? Like, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And I just felt this like like I'm just like starting I've never had a panic attack before and I started like breathing heavily and then my friend's coming up and she's like, What what's going on? And I'm just like I don't know. No. And I'm just like, fuck, what the fuck, dude? And I'm trying to literally I'm literally telling myself, What the fuck, Michael? Come on. What the fuck? I'm literally literally having this battle with myself. Yeah. Uh, it's telling brain myself versus to, body. And um, and I can't help it. It just keep, keeps coming up. Um, and eventually it kind of, um, it, it just, it, it dies away and, uh, I go, <laughs> go back to work. Um, okay. So to try and self edit this and I apologize for the fluff, 
Um, <clears throat> this continues. I get. Uh, I I obviously said if you come to my place of work, um, I'm my sister's studying law. You studied law. Um, I, at this point, I'm kind of going to you guys and saying, "What what should I do?" Because like I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to go through another fucking panic attack. It's not really fair. I don't want to go through also the admin of uh, launching a case. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's going to give me a panic attack of its own. But um, <laughs> um, So at this point, I think I'm coming to you and my sister. Um, uh, and I think you guys both advise me to start seeking legal advice, but it's a murky area. Um, and... It, I think, I mean, I got messages from her. This is still unblocked and faked accounts. And um, every time you would block that new one and she'd make a new one. And she'd, like, she'd make a new that's one. That's a recurring thing. It'd be a new yeah. account every time <laughs> to get in touch with you. And it was messages that were hilarious. Like, um, if it wasn't if, so if sad. You, if you call me, if you call me again from Cuba, um, I'm going to call the police. Um, but this is, sorry. This is, this is a quote of what she was saying to you, just for clarity. She yeah, was. Yeah. She believed that she was receiving phone calls and telepathic messages from you. Yeah. That you were sending vibes. That you were yeah. still in a relationship despite never having yeah. been yeah. in any way close to a relationship. Yeah. Never having contacted other than to say, please stop speaking to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously someone who was mentally unwell. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was exactly that. It was messages like the best ones were, don't call me from, if you call me from Cuba again, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the police. Um, and then out of the blue, I mean, I sent her basically when it started to get too full on, uh, I think I sent her one message, which I sat on for about uh, a week. And I think I even sent to you and I was very clear and I, I, I wanted to be very clear about it. And it was basically, I numbered them even and there were bullet points and they were one, two, three, four, five, six. Four six, uh, basically, uh, you need to leave me alone. This is your last chance. I'm gonna have to go to the police if this doesn't stop. Uh, I'm in a relationship. I had just started dating Emma at this point. Emma, uh, I didn't want to involve, but Emma, Emma was Emma was starting to get a little bit scared, and that was the, that was actually the point where where I started to get really angry about this, and it wasn't the uh, it wasn't the showing up at my work and causing me to have a panic attack. But I remember Emma getting, I remember seeing um, a bit of fear in Emma's face. And that was the point where I got really pissed off because I was like, how, how, uh, this was part of my message back was just how, how dare you, man? Like, how dare you do this? I like this person. I love this person. How dare you put this person uh, that I love through any sort of fear that is that is not on um, and yeah it was a six point thing it was very clear there was no fluff about it um, and then I think the message back was was like um, how dare you question my sanity um, does your girlfriend know that you've been sleeping with me for the past two years or something like that <laughs> I mean, we've never slept together um, if you call, and, and it ended with, if you call me again from Cuba, I'm going to call the police myself. And so then it's like, okay, cool. Like I'm not, I don't really know how to go about yeah. Where do you go this. From yeah. 
Um, and so and on the on the back of advice from you and my sister, when it I, and I put this off, I put this off for a very long time because I think you, I think both you and Laura both suggested to me about six months to a year before I even went to the police. You suggested going to the police, and I was like, I was I was reluctant to go to the police. Um, I didn't want to to have to to do that, and there was take it to that there level. was a last resort, and I didn't. I thought it was it seemed petty to me up until that point. Anyway, I went to the police um, once once I realized that it wasn't going to stop. I sent her that message. I sent her a final, basically a final warning. It stops for maybe a week or so, then it keep going. And then I said, fuck this, I'm going to the cops. Went into the police, I had printed off every message that I'd screenshot. Uh, screenshotted. Uh, and, and this was a binder of like 30 pages or something. 30, like it was a sig- <laughs> it was, significant amount it, of yeah, like long, long posts. And I, I printed this off at work and this was, uh, uh, yeah, it's a, fu- it's a funny thing trying to, I mean, for all the uh, work, for all the uh, <laughs> all the admin I don't know if you've ever been in an office job before, yeah. and you've gone to print like a thirty-page color document, and when someone comes up and asks, "Oh, what's that?" you say, "Oh, it's all the messages from my stalker." You tend well, to get a couple I, of raised eyebrows. It's a funny. It's that's funny. It's funny because I initially I'm just like I need to go to the police. How do I print off text messages? So. It's it's funny. It's this is this is the kind of interesting stuff that I always wish that film directors talk about. <laughs> like, how did you pay for the film? Like, how did you transfer the money to the actor? Like, I always like wonder about <laughs> yeah, like, the like actual a, details. Is it like a digital um, transfer? Is there a briefcase yeah. full of like hundred dollar uh, bills? Dude, I always wonder. Like. I, I follow Mark Wahlberg for some reason now on, on Instagram. Oh, and the only thing I can think about is like, how does money get to Mark Wahlberg? Through his agent like, probably is the answer. Yeah, but like, I would like, I just want to just sit and watch the process. <laughs> you just got a paying... real accounting habit, you know. You just, you want to see how the, you know, the, the sausage is made. Yeah, I, I find it fascinating, man. Like anyway, and I, I and so that was like a that was like a funny thing that I had to um I'm like I've got all the I'm gonna go to the police, I have to print off um I'm like if we're working off sixteen messages per page, probably about thirty pages of messages and I, I the first time I did it I went down to the library, to the local library, put in coins <laughs> Tried to work out, fucked it up a few times, obviously. So yeah. probably spent about ten dollars trying to trying to print out messages in a communal area. Of and I remember, <laughs> yeah, I remember having that thought. Immigrants, yeah. I remember ha- vividly having that thought that it was it was like two, like at two o'clock on a Wednesday, and there were you know just people around me hiring computers and waiting. For, and I ha- I had to like book in my time because it was. You only got half an hour, and then you have to pay for the printing. It was like weird, and um, and then I yeah. Anyway, I ended up printing off at work. I went into the police station. The police, the police. I I just went in, and I just wanted to. My part of the problem with my approach to this, I guess, uh, has been my 
nonchalance and my willingness to play everything down. And as is probably a pro- pervasive uh, problem in many things with me. Um, but when even when I went into the police station, my instinct was to play it down. And was it was kind of like, look, I know, I'm sorry. Like, this is basically my demeanor when I'm going to talk to <laughs> the nice policeman. Bro, uh, like, I know this is so fucking stupid. You must get now. this, like, like, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was that was kind of my my approach to it. And he he was the one that he was like, look, I'm just looking at this, and uh, I want to elevate this right now. And so I had gone in just to, like, talk to the police about what I should do, and the police then and there just said come in for and take a statement we're going to elevate this right now there and then so it got elevated um and it basically because i had printed out every message that she sent i printed out the one or two messages that i had sent um and made it clear to her that um that she couldn't uh, that i didn't that i wanted her to stop yeah um that then it became a criminal matter. Once you ask someone clearly to stop, and if they pers- persist, then it becomes a criminal matter. Uh, and then they basically tell me to uh, seek out an intervention order. Uh, I'm not going to go into the um, the legal the nuances side of, of things, uh, just the legal side of things. But um, anyway. Uh, it's been about uh, four months since I've been to the police to me going to court again today to for probably about the third time um, where it looks like it's, it's going to be resolved. Now, the other issue that, um, that comes up with this, this is what I wanted to talk about, Nick, um, was one that we discussed, which was, which was when you're, a concern that I that I had and that we had was if it's if you're dealing with someone that's um, obviously got a mental uh, problem and I mean it sounds so condescending to say that in a yeah, way well, like it's it, it's not meant to be callous but it is no. it was evident from the content and of the messages from her behavior to other people yeah. from the things that she was doing right that, that yeah her perception of reality was different to everyone else's and i don't mean to throw i don't mean to throw that around but it was like it was pretty clear in like the the insistence that i'm communicating and it was this is like man we're talking like 500 messages over the course of this time i know i just condensed it into whatever yeah but like all these messages are like you're stop communicating I'd, i'd get messages out of the blue stop communicating with me uh, with your mind, like leave me alone. Yeah, it, it, I was yeah. I was accused and, and of like, harassing. Look, not not to trivialize it either, but but the whole spectrum of communication as well. Like there was the implication that you were sending like sexual energy to her, and and yeah. like the content of the messages was at times quite explicit. Uh, yeah, when there was yeah, it, it, like as we'd already established, you had never shown the slightest interest in her from the from day one. Yeah. Um, so when you had discussed this with me, I think both of our concerns, you know, I mean, one was 
you not having to put up with this anymore because you were being harassed and you were being abused and it was detrimental to your emotional health, your potential physical safety, but also the health of your relationship with your girlfriend and, and the people around you. But secondly, well, that was the main thing. Yeah. It, was, it was concern for her own health, for Yeah, man. For her so it's like how... Help. How do you go? How do you go about this? Like it's a, it's a, it's a kind, it's a, it's a, it's a deep ethical question. If you've got someone that is obviously harassing you, my first priority, my first priority, is that this behavior stops and that I'm left alone. That's the most thing I care about. Um, and tied in with that is that my my partner does not feel um, uh, harassed in any way or fear. And that anyway. feel that, safe. Yeah. That, that's, that, you, that, and, and because, that this person is not going to turn up just around because, the place at your house or at your work. And yeah, I mean, the magistrate, when, I, when I've been into court twice, and the magistrate's asked me, how has this made you feel? And she's trying to get a gauge on, on how this has in, impacted me emotionally. And both times I've had to kind of laugh because it's like, like, it's a weird thing. Like, I don't, I, I, I haven't I haven't seen this person in two years, aside from her. Uh, apart from one peripheral glance when she came into your work, when yeah. she came into my work, and um, so it's kind of this weird uh, lingering threat. And it's not it's not a it's not an intimidation thing. I don't feel intimidated by her size, which is. I mean, this is the other thing that's made me think about it. like what must I mean if I'm if it's made me have this uh, kind of reaction to uh, this and she's probably like five foot one, five foot tiny girl. If I've had this, if I've had, if I can have this reaction, uh, emotional, emotional and visceral reaction to this um, high, and it's a hypothetical threat. What must women? experience on it probably a daily basis which is which is compounded by a, a physical threat which much which must be which must like which must like just fucking uh multiply that shit by yeah. a thousand it's not it's a like, hypothetical it's like then emotional... it's like, no, literally you could hold me down you could you could you know attack me um, yeah and it's it's like which the is emotion, not to diminish it's like, your situation it's like but, you s- yeah no, but it's totally true, and yeah. um, and it's like you square that, um, and I mean if that's a, if that's a good thing that comes out of it, because probably I fucking probably fucking needed to realize that probably, um, I mean you believe in God, Nick? I do. Uh, I, you know this is God's way of giving me a kick up the ass, and look, I I have yeah. Anyway, a lot a lot. Put more the shamaka back on. <laughs> yeah, good good call, Nick. Anyway, um, where was I? You were in court speaking to the magistrate about your the effects that it had on you. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm basically, she's asked me what effects it had on me. And basically, I'm trying to convey to her that it's, it's not, it's a hypothetical threat. It's not like I'm constantly, like, jumping around to every which noise. It's more, it's more just the idea that, like it just creeps into any hypothetical situation uh, that that could arise if yeah. you if you if you feel like I mean I thought I thought this person had no idea 
where I where I worked. And then one day she shows up at work. So then what does that make my brain do? Yeah. Well, then it makes me think, well, I didn't think she knew where I worked and then she showed up at work. So maybe she knows where I live. And then it's like, that's it kind of this irrational, hypothetical thinking that... It's not even irrational. It's just, it's a hypothetical at that point. You know, it there's, there's rationality to that train of thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, the, I think it is a little bit irrational, but... Uh, it's it's that it's the uh, it's the it's just this look. I, I don't threat. I don't mean to compound uh, your fears, but just think about this hypothetically, right? So she knows where you work. <laughs> look, I'm I'm here to make you feel awful. Hey, on, she knows yeah. where you work, right? So she can't come in, but that doesn't mean she can't stand outside or park in the car park, right? So she sits out in the car park and she watches you go to work, and then you you do an eight hour shift. And you come out and you get in your car and you drive home. And she pops out from the car park and she follows you home. That's a very rational way that she could have discovered where you lived. Yeah. I don't say that to make you feel uh, afraid or anything, but in fact to support the fact that your fear about she could fucking know where I live is a very, that's a quite a legitimate concern. She could have easily done that. Uh, now, I, that, and that brings me back to arguably the most prescient thing about this is and why we're bringing this up on uh talking about this on the podcast is that this person is probably listening to this episode right now yeah because because she has never missed an episode as far as i can tell um even when uh i was getting messages on fake accounts they would all be from uh, we have actually blocked her from the deep vote uh, facebook page yeah but uh, she uh, is was still up until probably about a month ago i was still getting screenshots of our uh, links that we'd put up or statuses uh, i think we you know i'd get i'd get a screenshot of um I think I put up on something about some stupid status when it was wasted about gwen stefani and then it was like <laughs> You know, it, it, it wasn't up to your normal standards. Every well, I wasn't saying the joke was bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm okay. so sorry. I didn't mean to impugn the quality of your post. <laughs> um, but uh, basically, everything everything that we post on there, um, she perceives is about her. We posted something about bees. She thought that was about her. Basically, the the only thing that we cannot uh, block her on is this podcast, yeah. which she is more than likely to uh, be listening to right now. Yeah, basically today um, it was all tied up, um, and after going to court a number of times, um, there was a chase around with um, <laughs> names. Um, uh, it's basically today it's all been uh, been tied up and dealt with. And the court has been quite good in um, they want to they want to see uh, a, a a harm reduction uh, like if someone's if someone's offended for the first time uh, the court is pretty eager to not go go ahead and just charge this person and just um, vilify them they want to yeah. kind of uh, uh, put this they're not interested in stocking prisons with people who've had first offences, and, and and so am I. And which brings me bring, and brings me back to what we were talking about before, which which is 
Yeah. Well, I just I wanted to be so delicate with this with this situation uh, where it's where it seemed that it was dealing with something that was very delicate, uh, so as uh, like mental stability. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, I'm I'm pretty satisfied that the court is uh, is well like well on their way to dealing with that uh, in a very delicate manner and a safe manner and a and um, a productive had, manner. like it uh, it sounds like yeah the outcome has been good for you in terms of an end to what you've had to endure and i know you don't want to think of yourself as a victim but i certainly as an outsider um and i don't i don't think the word victim should ha- should be pejorative i think you were a cause to feel uh pain and anxiety and stress and uh abuse at the hands of this person's behavior um and at 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 a simple level that's victimization so i don't think that you should i understand the reticence to see yourself or to frame yourself in that way but at the same time i think it obviously necessitated action to put a stop to it and i'm glad that the result of of this process will hopefully be her getting the help that she needs Hopefully, yeah, um, yeah, and I would just like to say, Nick, um, that uh, throughout this whole thing, uh, I think I basically sent you every message. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm basically tweet, I'm basically tweeting, but it, instead of it being like Twitter, it's just like you. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just tweeting just to one person. All the time, um, and I just got to say, like, I I think you were the one of the first persons I turned to when it started to get dicey with the stuff, and I was like, oh, like, how do I get? How do I navigate this? Because it's like a part of it that's like, like this is this is kind of interesting. Like, it's kind <laughs> of it's pretty interesting. Uh, there's also like a legal aspect. There's like a, a, a like an emotional and a uh, relationship psych- aspect, psychological. Yeah. So it's like it's pretty rich. It's in your and, wheelhouse of things that were it not happening to you, you'd be fascinated by. And I mean, this is one of the things like communicating with, uh, trying to communicate the story to other people, especially men, uh, often greeted. With uh, like, if I if I tried to tell any other, even my brother Ben, I remember trying to tell him this for the first time, and it was like, you know, but how how fucking hot shit do you think you are that you like have a have a stalker? Like, uh, and honestly, that was mostly the response that I got from men. It was like kind of it was laughing. Um, and you. And to be quite frank, if I if my, if my brother came to me with this a similar story, I would probably have the same reaction. Probably not now after having gone through this. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I I mean it's it's an unbelievable story. Uh, it's an unbelievable thing that that happened. Like if yeah I I wouldn't believe it if I heard it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, I I wanted to say thanks for uh, being. So nice, and and not beyond that, just like every time I sent you a, you know, you send me a, a song or 
a track that you've done and it probably takes me three weeks, if ever, to get to it and then they'll give you some shitty notes. Man, <laughs> like you like you were even last night I, I you asked you asked about how it went and I and I sent you the the, the documents and you you literally said I'm falling asleep, so send me it and I'll look at it tomorrow. And I sent it to you and and then you give me you obviously scanned it right there and then even though you were falling asleep and I, yeah i just want to say thank you for for just like being so nice and to um uh, and not laughing at ba- not laughing at yeah that's what it is not laughing at um the 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 shit that was going on when it seemed like there was shit to laugh at and there was and we did laugh about it <laughs> um but i yeah just thank you for just More being disbelief. Just, just just night just being nice and like concerned like just thanks for being the exact level of concerned that I needed you to be. Oh, well, you're welcome, buddy. <laughs> I love you. I'm yeah. glad that I could be there for you. Cheers, man. You were there the whole time. Uh, I got a piss. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you should leave that whole bit in. <laughs> yeah, like... we'll leave the one minute of silence. Oh. And then we can see if there are any ghosts. Yeah. Good, uh... Good story. I mean, crazy story. <laughs> that is the most like you know what time it is. Just delicious, uh, kind of classic klaxon. I don't know where it comes from or what began it, but it's, it's just titled the perfect, it's the perfect on noise. my. It's titled on my on my soundboard as Rasta Horn. As what? Rasta Horn. Oh, nice. Uh, you know what my favorite one is? Hold on. What's that? This is my favorite one. Oh, sexy girlfriend. <laughs> it, it's what so usable as well. You can use it's it so... in so many situations. <laughs> We've had a, like a really delicate 40-minute discussion about the <laughs> intricacies of emotional abuse and yeah. psychology, and we've just yeah. ended up with... Oh, yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. Ness balance. Equilibrium. Shall we do a couple of seggies, eh? Oh, seggies, seggies, seggies. You were telling me that you had some science news. Oh, shit. Should we play the jingle? It's that time. Time for science news. Hydrogen. Jupiter. Oxygen. Beatboxy robot. Harmony robot. Oh, yeah. Um, I do have some science news. Bring it up, um, boy. Sorry, that it, was weird. Let me now, try that again. Bring it up. Cool, dude. Mm. Either way, I've brought it up. <laughs> Just to let you know. It is it is up. Um I okay, so science news this week. Uh, maybe not uh factually based. Okay. More and more. I just got to raise a flag here. Just a, just look, I'm not going to say it's a red flag yet. It's definitely pink. Science news is a factual segment. So yeah. there's there's a, a justice 
sit, sitting here ready to adjudicate whether or not this is acceptable. So if you start to verge off the realms of science, uh, I think he's going to step in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so science news is, was this uh, blah 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 um, this week. So, what do you think about this? <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yes, I'm. I'm ready to be science. So, I heard this theory, and it blew my freaking mind, Nick. Blew okay. my freaking mind. All right. So you know aliens. I've heard of them. Right. Yeah, those like little grey aliens. Now gray aliens, I, I heard this sick theory that why wouldn't it be the case that if there was an alien civilization out there and they were trying to contact us and they had the technology available to them where they could contact other civilizations. Why would those things that they sent out not be little robots of themselves? So, I propose to you, Nick Olas, maybe the greys. You know the greys? The grey aliens that people see with the... Yeah, greys anatomy. Maybe they... No, not... Although... Yeah, 15 seasons in, still going strong. What's her name from Locked Up? Catherine Heigl? Catherine Heigl. Possibly. An alien. She's the only one that I'll conclude in maybe the alien category. <laughs> maybe the greys that people see constantly with the slit eyes and the five feet and the grey, maybe they are... Robots. Robots sent from... Maybe they are probes from an alien civilization. Does that not blow your mind? So we did veer kind of away from the basic tenets of science news, didn't we? Kind of, we we kind of gone into like uh, astro hypothetical news, haven't we? It's not really based on fundamentals, is it? It's not really news. No, it's not really. I'll give news. you that. I'll give you that. I'll it's not really that. based on fact. I'll give you it? that. Like conceptually. I think this fits more with the bullshit we talk about outside of science news, which to this point has been a fairly consistent, if not the only source of true facts on this podcast. So if I, if I can be honest with you, 100 episodes in, a little bit annoyed, actually, that you've besmirched the good name of science news. So let me get this straight. So Nick does science news for 61 episodes in a row, and I wasn't counting, but my assistant was. And I bring up one science news, and all of a sudden it's fake news. I I take your point. You know what? Free, free reign. Continue. So, what, what do you so, think about so that? the robots are aliens. All the aliens came here no, as robots. The aliens are robots. All the greys have shot robot versions of themselves in advance of their arrival. Now, it's a good theory, though, isn't it? Because let's think about this, Nick. If we were, if we were, if we discovered another, another planet and Elon Musk had developed the technology where, and you presume that they would, uh, we like hominid robot characters, you would send the robots first, would you not? 
So you're you're to extrapolate from this hypothetical, you think that when humans get sufficient indications of where there might be alien life out there, their step is going to be to send androids humanoid if, androids to that place in if, our stead. If the technology is there. Well, in order to send it that far, then one would assume it has to be, right? Just by the the sheer nature of technological progression. Well, not necessarily. If you you could discover a planet and then have the means to reach it, but then it's another step to it's not it's not too far a step to then be like we're going to send like our eyes and ears. But why not send a robot that's actually good at surviving in space and landing on planets that contains images and videos and footage of human life? Why go so far as to design a robot, which is like humans are not designed aerodynamically for landing on foreign planets, are they? You need like a pod with a parachute. But we're not doing it with humans. We're doing. uh, We're not even doing it at all. It's being done to us by the greys, Nick. I've turned psychotic. I just realised. <laughs> I think you I'm actually a, need to take the yarmulker off again. I'm an, I'm I think an, it's starting to it's starting to just really constrict some blood I'm, flow up there. I'm just going to de yarmulker here. Yeah, de yarmulker. Um, yeah. Okay. I just realised how crazy I sounded. Um, oh, it's Nick. nice to know at least that we've kept the balance of uh, really heartfelt, sincere, analytical discussion and complete batshit crockpot theories uh so at least this episode will be typical of most of our other output um okay well we'll nip that in the bud can i prepare for you one other thing of course are you you're looking at your computer screen right now yeah i was just making sure we're still recording all right well don't um jesus christ just stood up from the table completely nude from the way down <laughs> which was somewhat unexpected oh wow did you make Milky. a fucking cake What's oh my say, gosh Nick? that is just terrific wait wait get my bum in it no I'm not gonna take <laughs> okay I took one bum shot um that is delightful. Thank you for Did you make that cake? What's the deal? No, it's just a lemon curd cake from Coles. Well, the shines wore off a little bit, but I love the fact that you got candles. Beautiful. Wonderful work. I'm delighted. $2 each for per, uh, per number, per digit. I'll, I'll send you some money. I'll invoice you, brother. <laughs> uh, if we're doing... Look... You've okay. got, surely you've got something. I do. I was going to save it for the end, but we'll do it now. Wait, wait, Nick. Wait, Nick. Wait, can I just do this real quick? Okay. And can I film us blowing out this candle? Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Oh, magic. Nice. <laughs> All right. No one's going to eat that cake. Oh, uh, but you know, it was the thought that counts. Um, <clears throat> okay. Did you see my dick at all? It was it was on display. 
It's quite. It's cold. I don't know how. I'm, I'm I don't know say, how you can it's cold ask if it was visible. You stood up without any pants on. I tried to make my tie extra long. <laughs> no, don't stand up again. You didn't have to be that extra long, did it? Yeah, Emma had a lot of questions. When I sat down and banished her to that room and <laughs> took my pants off, yeah. and she said, no, "Why are you doing?" And I said, "Nothing." Um, okay, I look. I was going to say this for a little bit later, but um, pop in the old uh, Facebook chat, eh? Hundred episodes, man. Hundred episodes. Can you believe it? We started this four and a half years ago. That's fucking intense. That's four and a half years. That is like that is um, that's like two stalkers worth. Of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alrighty, that seems to have transferred. I uh, so. I was going to save this for a little bit later, but hey, you brought out the cake. It would be rude of me not to uh, give you something back in return. So uh, I got you a little something. It's got my... Okay. 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 I have no idea what to make of this. Go on. Read it out. Read it aloud. So, okay. I've got... a. It seems to be a certificate. A registered claim and deed for lunar property... Be it known and proclaimed to all that Michael Zabrecki, Michael, I can't even pronounce my own name, Michael <laughs> is recorded as the true and legal owner of the property located at, at Montes Torres, the Taurus Mountains. Did you buy a piece of the moon? <laughs> Did you buy a piece of the moon? That's the best sentence that anyone has ever asked me. Michael Zabrecki, <laughs> I bought you a piece of the moon. Are you joking? I'm not joking. That is a registered claim indeed for lunar property. You have one acre's worth of moon territory in the Taurus <laughs> Mountains. We can, we can dig up to five kilometers into the depths of the lunar surface for minerals and other ore deposits. Wow. Is it, by, is it beachside? Yeah, oh, it, it, scroll, if you scroll down on that PDF, I think it's... I'm kind of, I'm kind of a beach guy. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's the fourth page down. You'll see a map of where we are on the lunar surface. I can see that. It's this deep foot territory. This is, we have... Taurus Mountains. The Taurus Mountains on the moon. You can see the, uh, the transfer and assignment of land claim, how far we can dig into the ground, the potential lunar settlement areas. Uh, and an official. Oh my deed. god! <laughs> Wait, is this actual property? I don't know strictly how legal it is, but I paid real money for it, so I'm going to take <laughs> it as as legitimate. <laughs> You've never sounded more like my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, happy 100th, buddy! Wow. Uh, let's go to the fucking moon. My God, Nick. Uh- own the moon, my friends. We own some of the moon. That's a change around here, okay? Now, now we have some honest to god fucking like title. We, we're bloody, <laughs> we're earls now. Oh, I'm pretty sure best. that we are like we're on the up and up. We're nobility. I love the idea of someone contesting my claim to land. I owe them a PDF on my phone. <laughs> yeah. okay. A, a micro certificate. Yeah, yeah. As, it's eight pages long, man. I don't know how they I, could argue. 
buddy, you think I'm lying? Yeah. Take a look at this. And it's in Facebook Messenger. Man. Yeah. Suck on that, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 In other news, uh, people have asked this over the years. Why does it take so long in between episodes? And I don't know about you, no, but I've always thought of ourselves as journalists. You know, yeah. we're out there finding stories, uh, seeking the truth, <laughs> telling the world the things they need to know. And that just takes time. So every now and then we need to set off and do a bit of research, you know, get out in the field, meet people, shake hands, you know, get out there, put on our waders and get into the muck of the real world. I can't um, believe I drunk a whole bottle of champagne. I know, That's terrible great. champagne as well. Never um, And look, I don't mean to, it's not like a game, you know, it's not a competition, but I suppose the truth is I've been in a bit of my own legal pickle over the past few months. And uh, I didn't want to say anything about it, obviously, because uh, you're going through the real thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I've, I suppose I've, I've had my own fight. Uh, let me start at the beginning. Thank you for lighting a sparkler in what is this emotional moment for me. It's a vigil. Um, it's a, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, so I was out, as you know, doing a walk on my, uh, you know, journalistic. Oh, you, I'm not kidding. You that... yourself on the balls. I'm, I'm still <laughs> naked. I'm still naked. And that has literally gotten on my dick. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh my God! Oh, that's better than even what I'd been preparing. To oh, say. sorry. I'm putting that you, in the cake. You lit a sparkler while naked from the waist down. What did you think was going to happen? I'm putting that in the cake. Yeah, put that out. All right. Put Don't it all away. So, what were you saying, Nick? Sorry. Sorry. That, I'll, I'll try that, to get back my journalistic it, integrity. It, <laughs> What were you saying about I was, just, I was about to tell a very serious story, and then my co-host lit his dick up with a sparkler. Uh, so let's just try. Let's try and get this uh, train back on the rails. <laughs> and I'll do it again. I've got more sparklers. Oh God, I know that you do. Yeah. Jeez. I don't. I don't have more pubes. Though. You went to the party warehouse and you bought everything they had left. No, but seriously, Nick, what were you saying? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, I went out for a walk, you know. I, I think one of the best ways for a journalist to find a story is by getting out there amongst the people. And so I took a long walk one day through Ross Trevor and beyond it, down to the beach. And when I got to the beach, I found a woman sitting there in the sand, staring out into the distance over the water. And she just had this look on her face like... <laughs> Like she'd seen some shit, man. Like, oh like she had a story to tell. And I sat down next to her and I just, and I asked her, what's, what happened? Who, who are you? What, what, tell me, tell me your story. And she explained, she, you know, back in the nineties, she, she kind of been famous. She, she'd gone from a nobody to celebrity. She had money. She had power. She had the acclaim of everyone around her. And then it it all went away. Okay. And I I looked at her and I said, 
that's amazing that 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 story it's beautiful it's haunting it it speaks to all of us i want to make a movie of it and then sufyan fucking stevens walked up and he was like i'm going to make a song i was like sufyan just fuck off and he said no i'm going to write a song about this person i like it it's touching it's human it speaks about people. i was like i was here fucking first go find your own person to write a song about and he did and he went off and he wrote Tonya Harding. <laughs> and let me tell you. Great song. Great song. Great, I can say that now. Song. But at the time, really quite a kick in the nuts. Took him to Piss. the court. Piss, Took him yeah. to court. He went off and he did that Tonya Harding song thinking. and he tried to get it in I, Tonya. And they didn't let him do it. Did they but not? No. He released he, it separately. He wrote it. He wrote it. He for wrote it, and they were like, "No, thank you." And you're like, "Okay, come on, guys." That's a great song. It's a great fucking song. Yeah. But I was a bit like, "Well, you've stolen my idea." So I took him to court, and I have been in legal proceedings against Sufjan Stevens for the past six to eight months. But today, <laughs> okay. the very the today, the very day that we're recording this podcast, we I feel like you're my thunder here. But no, yeah. I don't think so. All we right. settled. And uh, okay, I, 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 we, we've come to an agreement, and I will collab, collab, not quite a collab, more like reparations. Uh, and I'm very delighted to offer you, Michael, and the listeners at home, the opportunity to open up their podcast player, click on the link in the chapter title as we speak and watch the video trailer premiere for my new documentary, I, Tanya. This is the greatest day of my life. Ten years later, standing alone in a crowd No one who met her, left with a sigh or a frown Partly Italian Her family made bricks in this town Born in November Granddaughter to James Howard Brown A humble performer And all that she wanted was someone to care for A heart can be one if you dare <laughs> I'm gonna say it again, it's a really big, big explosion, okay? <laughs> That's a big bang, that was a very big bang So half offered a spot in Baywatch, she was thrilled. But Beach Coast.
Watching a musical eulogy. <laughs> uh, no, actually, in, in real life, she I believe she just gave birth to twins. So did she? What's she yeah. doing now? Though? She's I, I, she's got a health site. She uh she she ships off uh like supplements and things. I believe. I I love it. Like, look, criticisms. Let's start with those. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's let's start with the negatives. Um, no uh, discernible melody that I can, like the what you know what I'm left with after that. Uh-huh. Who does? Who does? Where's? But like, that's what I'm left with. But that that's was the right. original anyway. So I, I work. I workshop it. I, all I did was spend like dozens of hours on this. So I'm I, really I'm receptive to just like out of the gate some just some some helpful constructive feedback. I remember, so this is, I, this is obviously what you meant by, you, you sent me a message maybe a week ago saying, I'm working on something for the hundredth and I really, I'm just not sure if this is going to be worth the payoff. But, but here's, here's a twist ending. Just this fucking week, Michael, Dan and someone else on the Facebook page for whatever reason, started raving about Tanya Zayeta. Oh, yeah. And I any, was like, any, any fucking posted, nailed it. Yeah. It's good. I'm good. It's fine. The, people know who Tanya Zayeta is. Wait, still. did you do this before that? I did this. Look at the upload date on that video file. August. <laughs> I, I, I have had this thought in my head since about January when I first learnt it on the piano when I was at home. And I just had it there like... I know what I'm doing for the hundredth. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked on it for hours. Not yeah. not just merely to write the song, but to then create the video trailer version, which, as I said, you can find in the links in the show notes if you haven't already. Go yeah. watch the video. See what I've been working on. <laughs> Wait, and uh, um, I'm excited for its upcoming release. What a beautiful track. If you've enjoyed this kind of shit, well... 
we want to genuinely say thank you because it's been a hundred episodes and there have been people who have listened all the way through and it's been like four years and we still have people listening to us even though it's so regular and so it shit. is weird. So Nick, I think we should just do a quick shout out to, to roll call to uh, people that um, so. I, I, there was like a handful of people that I know that listen to this um, <laughs> with completely ill-advised going against any better judgment that they may have. Um, Dave Weber, um, Michael and Caitlin Gant, yeah. uh, my brother Ben, um, I'm pretty sure Austin listens to it. Yeah. Um, that's basically it. Oh, <laughs> and, and Jude and Sean and yeah, we we've had Your a bunch guys, of people. You guys, yeah, yeah. We had a bunch of people who, over the years, have stuck around and sent us messages, and uh, it's been nice having you along for what is, at the end of the day, a narcissistic ego trip for the both of us. So, thank you for sticking here and and taking part in us. And if this is perhaps the first episode you've listened to the show well what a what a way to join us after our exciting social media viral hit from the past week we've got all these brand new facebook lights and listeners and welcome along uh if you want to hear more of this stuff you can find it at deepfort.podbean.com you can like us you can message us you can send us your photos and uh, bills to facebook.com slash deepfort, twitter.com slash deepfort, and deepfort at gmail.com. It has been a delight, Marcus Zabrecki. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure. And can I just say one yeah. little thing? That, um, <clears throat> look, I, it sounds a little cheap to, I don't know, we've done a hundred episodes of this and I, the podcast that I listen to regularly, um, a hundred episodes, they, they say the, the podcast that I listen to regularly, they, they've already surpassed that milestone. But why, why this, I feel this is significant to me. And while, why I clearly have put more effort into this celebration than into even remembering my partner's uh, birthday. Um, which I would like to say. <laughs> which is to say. The wrong yeah, choice. Yeah. <laughs> but just, can I just say happy birthday, Emma? Because uh, it, it is today and I, I really hate Is it to, actually today? Yeah. Jesus, I didn't even I know. message. I know. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, wait. What? <laughs> you, wait. It's today. Yeah. You got fucking cake sparklers and balloons for this yes but for this michael but, you locked her in a room michael but i'm gonna make it's her, her pasta. birthday i'm gonna make her pasta to say sorry to say thank you to say i well done. i have such guilt this was a mistake no it wasn't this was wrong i'm getting triggered um, okay, let's wrap this shit up fast. Look, I just wanted to say, what was I saying? You Cut were being nice and sentimental and saying how much this meant to you. I still remember you. Um, I, I still remember you and I talking about doing a podcast vaguely 
when I was probably drunk and you were probably sober. And then I remember, I still remember you um, uh, insisting on it and wanting to do it. And I remember the first episode. And look, it's it's become one of these things that I was, for some reason, probably a little bit embarrassed by. Because it was just like, I'm showing this nerdier, kind of geekier, dorkier side of myself on this podcast. And the older I get, the more that I... That's my favourite part of my personality. And the more that I love my friends that are involved in that side of my personality. And this podcast is 100% one of those things. And it's totally... Uh, one of the things that I was was embarrassed by and then became this is like I, I, I know this sounds uh, uh, it sounds kind of ridiculous but it's, it is true this is one of the things that is uh, that I am most proud of in a way because uh, we've stuck with it, it it's 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 a platform where uh, I think we I spoke to my friend Eddie the other day and he was listening to it while he was traveling away for eight months and he was like the thing that he loved about it was like we're talking about sometimes we talk about issues and it's just like a layman's water cooler talk of important issues sometimes sometimes it's not um, and it's this podcast has become one of those things that I am just like, I love this is like one of my favorite things ever. I love it so much. I love talking to you. Every I love the fact that you've gone away. I hate that fact, actually. I hate the fact that you've gone away but we've continued this thing. I, I still even remember living at Toronto Avenue. Do you remember when I was living there? Oh, yeah. And, and, and we had that time where it was around 50 episode 50 where we didn't know if we we're going to keep going because we weren't going to be in the same room and yet we've still done 50 episodes past that it was more and it was it was like 40 41 yeah, or 42 so we've done more early 40s. separate than we ever did in the same room yeah and and sometimes i still listen back to those episodes uh and to be honest, I probably listen back to them sometimes when I'm feeling a little bit lonely. And I come, I, you know, when I listen to those early episodes, I listen to them when I come back after a big night out and I come back home at like 5 or 6 a.m. and there's no one else. And I put on my phone and I go back to like episode 16 or episode 24 and I put it on. And it's 6.30 a.m. and I can't really sleep. And I listen to you and me talk. And I listen to the sounds of the environment that we were in at that time. And maybe it's 2014 and maybe it's 2015. And it's different and it's always different. And maybe one of us is tired and maybe one of us is drunk. (laughs) And it's always, Frequently. and it's always, it's always just nice to transport back into that 
environment. It always, always, always makes me feel better. And oh. that's what I love about this thing that we've done. That this is not for we we never had any intention of doing this for any other reason than for ourselves, and that is the best way to do anything. <laughs> it, but but is it not, Nick? Is it? It's the best. It's yeah. It, the, it, it is. It, it's funny the, because it sounds counterintuitive, but for. Look, uh, look! I don't want to be highfalutin, but for art, you can only ever do it for yourself, right? Exactly. That's exactly. Because it's what certainly I mean. not making us money, so the only thing we can get out of it is self development and and the pleasure of a good conversation. So that that's uh, that's super sweet, and I I will not go to the same extent to repeat what you said because I feel like you said it well, but. I look forward to it every week, even though it's never every week. Uh, and the process of chatting to you and then editing and uploading and and just crystallizing my thoughts or opinions about the world with the help of a friend is is invaluable to me. So I'm so glad that you are uh, here and part of it and that we've got this far. So, hey, enough sentimentality. Let's Here's to the next 100. I can't believe that you locked her in there. Michael, let her have a fucking snack. Thanks, Nick. I didn't realize that you were being like held hostage. I have been held hostage in our study for two hours. Michael, that's so irresponsible. She could have died. It's fucking eight fifteen. Jesus Christ, man! Show some respect. Eight seventeen. Emma's first question was, uh, why don't you have any pants? That was my and, first um, question. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and I didn't have a good answer. Uh, <laughs> uh, why, what are you guys really up to in here? <laughs> I also chat don't roulette. have pants on. This is, we've never done a podcast. This has just been chat, <laughs> chat roulette. <laughs> we just sit here. We talk to each other over Skype and we wank off. That's all it's ever been. <laughs> I think we've always done that I metaphorically, but for the first time, it's literal. 